cactus. The most notable thing about time is that it is so purely relative. A large amount of reminiscence is by a common consent. Concede to the drowning man and it is not past belief that one may review an entire courtship while removing one's gloves. That is what Trisdale was doing, standing by a table in his particular. On the table stood a singular-looking green plant in a red earthen jar. The plant was one of the species of cactus, and was provided with a long tentacular leaf that perpetually swayed with the slightest breeze with a particular beckoning motion. Trisdale's friend, the brother of the bride, stood at a sideboard complaining at being allowed to drink alone. Both men were in evening dress, white favors like stars upon their coats shone through the gloom of the apartment. As he slowly unbuttoned his gloves, there passed through Trisdale's mind a swift scarifying retrospect of the last few hours. It seems that in his nostrils was still the scent of the flowers that had been banged in Adoro's messes about the crunch, and in his ears the low-pitched hum of a thousand well-bred voices, the rustle of crisp garments and most intensely recurring the trolling words of the minister irrevocably binding her to another from this last hopeless point of view he still strove as if it had become a habit of his mind to reach some conjecture as to why and how he had lost her shaken readily by the uncompromising fact he had suddenly found himself confronted by a thing he had never before faced, his own innermost unmitigated earth unbaked itself. He saw all the corpse of pretense and egoism that he had worn now turned to rags of folly. He shuddered at the thought that to others before now, the garments of his soul must have appeared sorry and threadbare. How glad, how shy, how tremulous she was, how she fluttered like a snared bird when he laid his mightiness at her feet. He could have sworn and he could swear now. 